Hey everybody, we at Podgave Rock and Roll Do You want to make it clear that we don't mean any offense by our comments, critiques, or opinions. We're not music critics, just buddies that use talking about music as an excuse to hang out. Also, our language is intended for adult ears. Enjoy! Cause I'm in the shit house Wish I played in a rock and roll band Somebody give me a dollar bill So I can pass out Speaking of the cause of that, uh, I would just like to congratulate myself for uh, finally testing negative uh, on a PCR test at work for COVID uh, after three weeks. So you made up for two and a half years of not getting it with having it for three full weeks? Uh huh. Yeah. Is that your first time getting it? It was that I know about. Um, True. I'm, I've still avoided it. You may be one of those unicorns that can't get it. Yeah, I keep reading about this, all these studies about people who are uh, novids or uh, COVID no. virgins, that we have some Ooh. sort of uh, immunity to it, possibly. COVID virgin. Well, if the audience does not know, the COVID virgin that is was just speaking, uh, <laughs> as I popped my COVID cherry in the last month, this, this man, Mr. Russ Davis, has hmm. not. And Russ, this being your final week on this three-week run through the pod gave rock world we always have a question for the guests on their last week and that is do you play a music instrument musical instrument i'm gonna say uh no with an asterisk which is (laughs) i'm (laughs) attempting to learn bass very lazily Uh, at the moment so i have a bass a lazy bass yeah yeah and uh no progress worth mentioning. Let's put it that. No way. progress worth mentioning. I, mm-hmm. I'm assuming you know how to play a few chords. Not even. I wouldn't even call them chords. I learned to play a couple like bass lines. Bass. Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, they do describe. I mean, they, they they've shown like, yeah, how to like hand positions for certain like sequences kind of thing. But like, I, I was practicing uh, another one bites dust, nice. which you know is actually harder than you would think if you don't know what you're doing. Because you have to go from like low to high really fast, and I can't do it clean. It's always messy. There's always extra vibrations and echo. Where does it go from low to high? Is the 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 very beginning? It's like it's like do 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 do. It's just that very first part. It's very fast, and it's it's just a lift off kind of thing. Because it goes but up ball 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 yeah okay so as a kid you never learned to play any instrument. I took clarinet for a month, <laughs> roughly. Ah, uh, my girlfriend's oldest just got a clarinet, and uh, you know she's learning, and don't want to discourage her, but uh, that shit ain't gonna last long. That's not an instrument you carry on. I mean, I feel like if anything, it's like do trumpet, because then you could be in a cool jazz band down the road. But unless you're taking <laughs> like it very, very seriously and want to be like in a seat in an orchestra, clarinet's gonna go nowhere. No. Okay. So, and now, what's what is the ideal ba- song on bass you want to learn how to play? Like, well, there's been a couple now. There's uh, initially, it was the, the little like breakout little bass line in uh, "You Can Call Me Al," you know, Paul mm-hmm. Simon. Oh, ah. But that was sort Shoot of like if I can. Stars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's one of those things where like if I can play that, if I practice over and over again, I'm like, well, that means that like. Are yeah, we talking about the bum, 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 bum. But, No, there's a part where he literally part. stops and goes... Oh, yeah, yeah. And then I actually found out it doesn't even... Re- it's not even a full playthrough. He actually reverses it on the recording. It's mm-hmm. just once <laughs> and then reversed back. 
Is that Paul playing or Chevy? Uh, <laughs> no, it's Chevy Chase. Everyone knows that. No. Uh, it's been a while um, since I've seen that video, and it's also been a while since I have dipped my fingers into the asshole to pull out an audience question. Russ, I don't know if you know, but we have an ask hole that we like to uh, root around for some like. for some questions by our faithful listeners. We'll start off this week with a question from Alec in San Diego, longtime listener, and multiple ask hole uh, <laughs> question submitter. Is it? <laughs> to make a long name longer. Um, he says that he saw that Jonah Hill is going to play Jerry Garcia in a dead biopic and wanted to know what we thought about the choice and, you know, if we like Jonah Hill or we think he works for, for Jerry. I, I will say this before I give it to you guys. I How do you make a biopic about the dead? Unless you're doing something about a very specific time or, like, show or tour. I don't I don't know if it, it sounds to me like a fucking mess. Yeah, it might be. Um, I I would I would isn't it Scorsese? I think he's I think that it's in good know. hands. Yes, it is. I think it's in good hands. I wouldn't worry. Well, too much. I'd be curious if he's directing or just he's the executive producer. You know. Yeah. That but didn't it, work out so well for that uh, music show on HBO with Cannibal. Mm-hmm. Maybe learn some lessons. I, I'm still uh, I'm still gonna say Scorsese's probably got. Okay. Got it well, under what's, what's your thought on Jonah Hill as Jerry Garcia? Um, my first thought was that I was excited. I think it's a, a really interesting pick. I think he's a good actor, and you know he's just kind of he's he's definitely got the body type. I think he's got the uh, commitment to pull it off, and I think one of the most important parts will be kind of getting Jerry's cadence, the way he talked and kind of like laughed and was carefree, you know, and a lot of stuff I've seen. So we'll see how. F- far he goes into the jerry garcia rabbit hole to well well alec i think you can tell by the seriousness of neil's answer that he is ready to critique this uh dead <laughs> biopic and, did you uh, want did you want is, a funny answer he is, he is ready for some jonah hill bringing that oscar buzz to the grateful dead russ what what are your what are your thoughts on this if if any i mean i'm i mean i'll i'll be honest i don't i don't know a whole lot about the grateful dead I, never got into that whole world as growing up not so, a jammer we'll I can, talk I after the that. Yeah, honestly Island. like I the only jam band I got into was Fish oh, I knew it but I also don't like jam bands like I don't like going to live shows when it's jam band I remember seeing uh, Blues Traveler at like a horde fest okay, I love Blues Traveler and I was like Jesus play another song already it was like <laughs> it was like <laughs> so and it was never that was never my uh, my, my my group growing you're, up. You're you're not going to live shows to see twelve minute jams, yes. and that is un, that is completely understandable. And I was like, in um, high school, I was not stoned at shows, so I have a feeling that was. But as a, first but knowing a, what Jerry Garcia looks like, and I know kind I know what he looks like. I honestly think uh, the only Grateful Dead song I really even know is "Touch of Grey" because that's the only one that ever made it mm-hmm. onto the radio, <laughs> as far as I know. That uh, perfect, Ross. Um, perfect. I know exactly. Um, right. <laughs> Any any thoughts on Jonah Hill in general? I mean, <laughs> aside from that, physically, I, I feel like he's short though. Isn't wasn't Jerry Garcia kind of big, like tallish? Probably, but the the movies have never cared about height for males. Yeah, they'll they'll make do. 
in my head he's also older but i don't know when this movie is supposed to be covering his life yeah and i was thinking of jonah hill as being kind of young i know younger than me i'm sure he's an adult at this point in terms of like <laughs> he's what is he? Is he is he is he twenties or is he thirties? No, I, have no I idea. bet he's late thirties. Okay, I know he was directing and stuff too. He's talented. I mean, actor and director. Yeah. Twenty years ago. I mean, I, I, guess so, yeah. I, I get it, but it almost feels to me like it's a body type to body type thing. Whereas, I think he probably could have got like, you know. Well, at uh, least he's acts. I mean, Christ, if you're just looking for a fat dude, true. there's no shortage of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think that was the criteria. How many people do you think, oh, yeah, that makes sense for the body type, when they heard that? Mm-hmm. Everyone, Oh, right? yeah, everyone, for sure. Okay, yeah. acting isn't the first thing that comes to mind, even though I agree he's a, he's, a, he's a good actor, or I enjoy him and stuff. I mean, I think, though, but you're right, Russ, not knowing what age you're talking about, I mean, I think you could probably, if you're going 80s and up, you could probably get somebody like Depp or Nick Cage to dress up in the outfit and, and do a pretty good uh fun jerry garcia you know who i think would be the best like a few years after princess bride mandy patankin would be perfect for jerry i mean are you saying i think you're i feel like you're saying that because his beard now now in old age no if you like look at his Jerry's brow and the way even uh, him <laughs> and um attention to detail with the brow talk <laughs> him and uh eugene levy but he's you couldn't take him seriously <laughs> no Eugene Levy is too <laughs> iconic I, I, yeah after Eugene Levy after doing the uh, Mighty Wind Mighty Wind no <laughs> I don't know if he could do another musical role uh huh and uh Bridges but we already have the dude I don't know I, Bridges could probably pull it off at, in, in, at all stages I think that, that I think that's ding 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 your winner there what like, about it, uh, John Goodman he might be too big but yeah, yeah. Yeah, Belushi probably could have done it if he would have. Actually, the little brother probably could could have Jim. done it as well. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, Phil Seymour Hoffman if he survived too. Oh, yes. Well, actually, Jim works perfect because doesn't he own a bunch of weed farms now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he does. He's all about that. I saw him at uh, Santa Monica Seafood one time. Um, and speaking of food, I did see the a six minute standing ovation for Brendan Fraser at the I don't know some film festival where they show was it Sundance? the new Aronofsky um, it might have been Can. Mm. I don't oh, know yeah. but the new Aronofsky film The Whale which he play, plays like a 600 pound recluse <laughs> and now uh, you have Brendan Fraser from, from the Brendan Fraser of our childhood mm-hmm. getting Oscar buzz past middle age so I wanted to ask you guys a question this is an asshole question that I pulled out of my own asshole <laughs> and it <laughs> Josh from LA and uh, I wanted, I just wanted to really quickly go back to the 90s or whenever, you know, if, if, if Crash is your thing or if uh, Dudley Do-Right is your thing. Um, but we're talking Brendan Fraser movies and your favorite Brendan Fraser role. Not seeing the whale, so you can't say the whale. Neil. Well, I must say the whole story of him like crying during the six-minute ovation was pretty heartwarming. Good for him. Like, oh, it, yeah. it seems like he's had a, a rough second half. Yeah. <laughs> and it seemed like such a good good guy through yeah. the, the, the first half, right? Yeah, and I mean, as far as Frazier, like, he's been around our whole lives, but um, I would definitely, my favorite would be School Ties back in the day. Uh. You're going back to the, the early, the mm-hmm. earliest. Mm-hmm. 
And then I, I remember him most from The Mummy, I guess, other than that. Yeah, I, I dated a girl who watched a lot of that a lot. And it is a good movie. Just had The Mummy on VHS? <laughs> it was DVD at that point. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was DVD by that point. That's like 99. School Ties, okay, that's a good one. Russ, do you have a, a favorite Brendan Fraser role? Uh, Encino Man. Okay. I mean, it's hard to argue with that. That was uh, definitely a... Oh, I've seen that movie a lot. Let's just put it that way. Paul Shore's heyday. <laughs> aside from the three movies we mentioned, I'm trying to think of another movie he's been in. And I know he's been in more. Just Well, I my favorite um, that I remember the most, and probably because I've watched it on Comedy Central just a lot, was Airheads. Oh, yeah. That's oh, yeah, that's one. right. <laughs> Which, I mean... Time. You know, like, I, and he's like the head guy. You know, the Sandler's in it, and um, I actually can't Buscemi. remember the third guy. Buscemi. Oh yeah, yeah Buscemi. Yes, but Frazier's like the leader, and like, who's dating the hot chick? It's like, yo, guys, we're gonna do this. We're gonna rock and roll forever, man. I feel like that one got kind of like uh, was in the shadow of Wayne's World. It never got man. the yeah uh, the the exposure it needed what's the plot of that movie at the end they're like locked in somewhere trying to get a record contract or something yeah, yeah they break into a, rec- <laughs> a recording studio to force them to record their songs that then they're gonna get the publicity to like mm-hmm, become mm-hmm. rock stars mid 90s rock stars you know um and maybe they should have just written a song like possum kingdom yeah speaking uh, of <laughs> and and on that note uh, you're listening to Pod Gave Rock and Roll to you, and this week we are going to talk about Possum Kingdom by the Toadies from their 1994 album, Rubberneck, <laughs> written by Todd Lewis and produced by Tom Rothrock and Rob Schnaff and released on Interscope. My thought process on picking this song was, well, when, when I started the with the podcast, you know, I mentioned that Africa was one of, like, these songs that I'll never get sick of. I've got a short list mm-hmm. of songs I'll never get sick of. Yeah. And uh, Possum Kingdom is, is on it. And for a while there, it was, <laughs> it was, I mean, when it came out, too, I, I loved that album and that song, which is 94, which is my freshman year of high school. It's a perfect time. Perfect timing. I also thought, I mean, because I was actually wrestling with doing another 80s song and just keeping it like this 80s thing. But the thing with those songs is they're they're old enough now where even if they're bad, you still kind of love them just because they have that nostalgic childhood quality about them. That is fair. And if they've survived the test of time to be just sort of like just even like ironically loved by like people today. I kind of wanted to do one that was like bringing it to my wheelhouse and mm-hmm. like when I was really getting like, music was like all the 90s stuff so mm-hmm. the, the key part of childhood I mean I I was 11 when this came out and kind of inundated with with gr- like grunge kind of this isn't I don't think considered I think this is considered post grunge it's debatable but like this song like for me though this song kind of falls into the morass of post grunge like Bands that are that I consider not that first wave. So like Stone Temple Pilots, Everclear, these guys, and they all have these songs that I mean I don't want to say they're generic because they don't all sound the same. I think I think vocally there's a lot of similarities. I do feel like this is kind of it's it's an undeniably catchy song. 
Um, and, and, and I remember it as soon as I heard it. And I'm not really sure if it's catchy because of the melody or because of the riff. Although I do feel the riff at this point, looking back on it, is a, is a little generic. I, I don't know if this was the first time this was done or not, but it blends in with music well, this of the is time. What I was genuinely curious about, too, as two musicians who focus a lot on like the actual like construction and complexity or even I don't know just like you guys definitely know what it takes to play something and like how hard it is to do hard is come up with it and I don't know this stuff so listening to it you know recently I was like I was like you know this isn't exactly like a complicated song but it certainly has an like an x factor to it which makes it really catchy you know well it, it hits all the right like for me it hits all the right like moments and notes it doesn't have to be you know, a crazy shreddy guitar solo, although I yeah. love those. But there's just something about the way it it might just be his voice with the simplicity of just like a simple bass line and then just simple riff. And I don't know. I love it. It's like I sing along to it, you know? Well, I, I Neil can probably answer the guitar playing uh, aspect of it better. I mean, I think the only thing that's really complicated about the song is they do change tempo often. Yeah. Wasn't that a thing which is in the 90s? Somewhat unusual. Yeah, well, they they change tempo and it's in like fifteen four or something. It's seven seven eight four then seven four, like which which gives it that kind of wobbly on edge kind of vibe to it. Um, but in general, I do think it may be just after grunge, but it is dripping with oh, all yeah. the <laughs> all the grunge qualities. It's all I mean, the it's, it's full it's full grunge. I think it's the whole song. It's extremely unique. It sounds like someone who just didn't even really know how to play guitar, just picked up a guitar and started making noises with it. You know what I mean? It's very simple in its expression. But it's also structured. It is, right? but it's just like I mean, the, the basis of it is just and then just I'm yeah, gonna yell yeah. some fucking creepy shit. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's very unique. I didn't know it by its title, but when I first uh, put it on last week, I was like, oh yeah, I know this. And especially when it comes to the "So Help Me Jesus" part, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, there it is. That's what I remember. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> it takes a while for it to even get there. It's like a couple minutes oh, into yeah. the song, and I feel like that is really the hook. The all the Jesus stuff is really the hook of the song. That's the tag for sure. I would argue the hook. Is the is the way what they're doing with the guitar that kind of makes you like you said wobbly feels no. like it's falling. Well, apart. it depends on how you define hook. I think what people remember this by is the you know so help me Jesus my sweet angel. I, I remembered know, it by um, do you want to die by the beginning of the song and then do you want to die? Um, that's how that was. Yeah, but I think that the the Jesus part when it finally comes, it's such a resolve. Like it's all this mm-hmm. like dissonant kind of kind of yelling and and then that part is so sweet and the way that that melody just climbs up to that part really makes the song what it is um i feel like without those little parts the the sweet angel and the jesus it would it would it would kind of get a little more lost and i think any song that mentions it's a bold move to be screaming jesus like especially in rock music and you really gotta uh, be careful and mean it but i do think that this song is warranted to use it and i feel like the character should probably sit down and have a talk with jesus (laughs) (laughs) yeah you're not lying around the lake tonight around the lake tonight 
I mean, well, just before we before we dish on the lyric, we were kind of we're kind you were kind of hinting at the the melody. I mean, chord progression wise, this song is really just up until it gets to that resolve, it's just E and A, over yeah. and over and over and over, and mm-hmm. then it kind of you get into some sharps, and and when it hits that chorus, which like you said, Neil, is way into the song. I, I guess you would consider a pre-chorus the I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. And then Don't Be Afraid, mm-hmm. I Didn't Mean to Scare You, So Help Me Jesus is well, the chorus, pretty much. Well, kind of. It it, it, it's not traditional. It's just like, it just keeps rolling and changing parts and going to this weird bridge. Like, I, I don't feel like there is a lot of repetitive nature in the E and the A, but like, it's always just changing and changing time signatures. And like, it's it's crazy. It's It doesn't really, it's not... Uh, it's not a traditional song, that's for damn sure. Well, it was like the chorus is, is, I will treat you well, my sweet angel, so help me Jesus. And it only says it like twice or three times. Because like the, you say the chorus like takes a while to get there, but there's, there's, he says it initially as quiet, and then he says it again, and that's sort of like the big sort of like big chorus. And it just kind of yeah, starts but, dropping down from that point, and it just kind of... But, but in terms of chord progression, that chord progression is done <laughs> earlier in the song with the don't be afraid. I did, that's the first time they do that melodically so help me and ends with so help me jesus which is which is interesting because they're basically saying like the most like you said neil the most important part of the song is so help me jesus i don't know or that he's not a liar one of one or the other the um, part that like i always get jazzed about is that i will treat you well because that's where it gets mm-hmm. like that's where all the energy is that's where mm-hmm. everyone's singing and there's like an actual like chorus to it it's well sang and it's it's very expressive i think it's very fertile ground for any singer to like attempt this because you can really dig in like even like the words themselves it's very dramatic it's okay there it's powerful but again it's hard to look back at this song from that time and not think like yeah this is okay but it just kind of blends in to the stps and the everclears and and like those bands so i'm not sure like how original this is how generic it was for the time. In saying all that, it's effective for this composition. And he does have a lot of power behind the Do You Want to Dies. And, and I do think it's nice The I Promise You, I Do You Want to Die, into I Promise You. Do you want to die? I promise you. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a nice mm-hmm. little melodic twist there. At, at a, or, or, like, adding some beauty after the freaking screaming diabolically do you want to die a cool part like i was trying to figure out what this 7484 thing is and it really does boil down to it's just like the boom 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 chicka 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 boom 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 but then it, it doesn't do it doesn't do the chicka chicka every other time it just goes boom 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 Chipotle and the funny bump. thing okay. is, like the '90s, God, they love that chicka chicka guitar. <laughs> <laughs> they really do. It it really is dated. Like the guitar sound, the tone is so mid '90s. It is, but I mean, it's doing so, like all that feedback and whammy. It's it's really creative. It like it is just a lot of noise. So I'm getting for your tone, Neil. You're not the biggest fan of the song. No, no. I mean, no. I'm just trying to break it down. I actually do like it. I think I probably like it more than Josh does, actually. Maybe yes. I'm not coming I... off that way. <laughs> <laughs> Neil, Neil's just so subdued because it's a Tuesday night. He's like, well, you know, guys, let me put on my reading glasses. Uh <laughs> Well, 
kind of getting into the music a little bit, we should say that uh, uh, Todd Lewis, uh, also known as Baden Todd Lewis, uh, is playing rhythm guitar and vocals. Daryl Herbert is playing lead guitar. Lisa Umbarger is playing bass and baritone. And Mark Reznicek is playing drums and percussion on this. Just real quick, I just wanted to clarify. When I said it's just noise, that's not a dig or a compliment. Like it, or I guess it is kind of a compliment. It's just I wasn't trying to say they're just making noise. Like they're doing something unique instead of just well, it's strumming what you, these. Yeah, it, it's what you would say if they. Let's say if they're coming from the vein that Nirvana kind of started. You know, Nirvana kind of to me has always been a little bit of noise rock. So that mm-hmm. makes sense. We were saying like, yeah. oh, it's like this weird like. Uh, like time singer stuff, I was like, I almost <laughs> sounds like they all just sort of showed up together and like I can play this bass line, I'm like oh cool, I can play this guitar riff, and they <laughs> yeah. were just like let's. I know put the a song story together. about Possum Lake, <laughs> whatever yeah. it's called. What, 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 no, because changing the time signatures is actually that you don't just show up and do that. That takes a lot of like practice and skill to be able to for everybody to be on the same page to know when you're going to change the time signature. There is yeah. nothing in my experience playing music. There is nothing more difficult for me to do than just in the middle of the song change to some weird time signature, you know? Yes, yes. It, it looks more difficult on paper. Like I said, just every other time, don't do the chicka and you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> There's Neil fighting back. This I do um, consider this grunge, but they are from Texas. So they have that going for them in terms of not being a Seattle heroin band. Mm-hmm. But And I actually do like this whole album. The rest of the album is not like this necessarily. There's, there is a lot no. of like... A lot of rising chorus kind of stuff. Fun story. I'm actually seeing them next week. I completely forgot. I have tickets to a show. Oh wow! Playing the El Rey. (laughs) It's been. It was delayed from like two years ago. You are definitely going to hear this. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) That's one thing I want to hear. I I think the music here and the vocal are are two things that, for me, at a certain point in my life, was my taste in music for a little while. And basically, like you just said, with Everclear. And now, when I look back on it, there's like an angsty vibe to it. That I just don't have personally anymore, so I'm like, eh, I'm yeah, good. It's almost of, like for a younger person, right? Well, that's what I said. That's why I picked this song too, which is I still love this song. A lot of the stuff from the '90s, I don't quite have the. Aside from like the, there's like, ten, which I just love, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I actually was never a huge Nevermind fan, but I do like it. But I didn't. It was not one of those like CDs I just put on all the time. I was more Alice in yeah. Chains. I loved, you know, Dirt and. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. The, the tripod Absolutely. album. This is very But then STP, um, like Stone of Pilots, I love that first album and second album. But when I hear those songs now, they, they just, they're so saccharine to me for some reason. Like I don't, I turn them off. I have a mix on my like, <laughs> that comes up on my car that's through my phone. But literally like any thumbs up I've ever given to a song throughout my entire life is on this mix I just shuffle. So mm-hmm. shit will come up. I'll be like, oh yeah, this song. And it'll be like, you know, Stone of Pilots. And I'll be like, I don't listen to this, and I just skip it. You know, it's like I skip through so much stuff from the 90s because it's all the same stuff. You don't give a thumbs down? I'm not giving it a thumbs down because I still like it, and I still respect the fact that I liked it at one point. And there might be a, a, an evening where I'll be like, yes, this song's working right now. But for whatever reason, Possum Kingdom is a song that I will just sing along. Kind of like Africa, which honestly, like, I don't know dick about Toto, aside from Africa and, like, Rosanna. But I can listen to like Africa and sing it over. I think over most over again. people would say that. I yeah. think most people would agree <laughs> with you there. But let's move away from from '90s rock and and Africa and and talk about the uh, as Neil mentioned earlier the creepiness 
or the uh, <laughs> Christian rock lyric uh, that's happening here. I, that's a good point, Neil. I didn't even think about Christian rock. No, I, I just don't, thought I didn't that at all. <laughs> I mean, no, obviously I, I didn't think not. About that but at all. I mean, he says Jesus just as much as they do. Yeah, but how yeah, you but say it's, Jesus? It's more of a help <laughs> me, like Jesus. Jesus like if you grow time. up in the South, whether it's, it's Christian or not, you're, Jesus just is one of those. It's almost like an expletive sometimes. But like for me, the lyric is it is it starts sweet, then it gets a bit rapey. Then it's a bit enchanting, and not in a good way. And then it's just plain diabolical. Is how I kind of summed up what he's going through in the song. And then I read that it's based on um, I think the last song on the album uh, "I Burn" uh, yeah. was written about a cult around this possum lake. And then this song is written about a member of said cult. So then I'm like, oh, okay, it kind of makes sense now. But like, <laughs> not knowing that almost makes it weird just to seem weird if that makes sense i actually always thought it was based off of a true story of like some serial killer in texas until recently when Ah. i was reading about it and then i found out oh it's actually just some fictional narrative he made up much like 10 which i realized like eddie vetter just made up a bunch of weird stories to write songs about. so it is basically (laughs) like yeah my understanding is like he just kind of came up with this idea that there was like yeah some cult and then yeah i mean and, and if you read the lyrics you know decide to walk with me you know yeah. i'm not gonna lie i'm not gonna be a gentleman like i'm dangerous but then yeah. you know comes back and behind the boathouse i'll show you my dark yeah. secret nobody wants <laughs> to go my, behind the boathouse then you know i can promise you you'll stay beautiful and like it's where he's it's gonna show like, his dark secret yeah i'll keep you beautiful forever you know he's gonna kill him crazy uh, that it starts out with make up your mind like even it's just off on a weird foot like wh- what happened before this what did it, I actually dig what that, did he you're, present you're interested <laughs> yeah it engages it engages you're like make up your mind about what yeah but jesus i mean if these lyrics you find disturbing you, there's a song on the album called tyler which is 10 times i, more listen, I listened to this album today yeah, yeah. They're, they're they got some stuff going on there at possum lake texas <laughs> um <laughs> is there is there a, do, do either of you have a favorite line before we move on yeah well i like the way he sings the do you want to die because it's just like do you want to die like just the do is so powerful i don't think it's the line necessarily but the delivery well i mean it kind of before he goes into the final i would treat you well there's one time he delivers it just a hmm. little differently and it's it's almost like he waits a beat Mm-hmm. And, and he kind of hits it a different way and I'm like oh mm-hmm. break up the monotony a, a little bit because he does it like 10 times there at the end yeah that was just kind of the, did you did you watch the video for it yeah oh yeah absolutely so say, my favorite part is just the because it, and it it's part of the song too just audio wise but the video too where it's like and I promise you I will treat you. And then there's a part in the video where like there's like a light bulb swinging and everyone's heads bobbing mm-hmm. up and down in this yeah. little like hall that they're playing in. I don't know, for a reason, that's my favorite moment, just right there. It's it's a very '90s video in that you have the band headbanging in a small space with some lighting that is involved, and then 
some weird shit yeah. going on that's being filmed that that intercuts with it. I mean, I guess you can go all the way back to Zeppelin. Song remains the same of them doing that shit too. Yeah, but. certainly. I don't think the video does this song any favors, really. Like, I, I think it's kind of <laughs> cool, but it's so creepy. Like, just pulling a body out of a lake, and then you're then you're in a bar. Um, yeah, full of flannel also, it, and hockey jerseys. It did do it a favor. <laughs> it was like a number one video for years on MTV. Yeah, I can see how it's impactful. Just personally, I liked it better before I watched the video. And I must say, <laughs> uh, I, I will like this song more after this podcast. I mean, you kind of reintroduced me to it. It is very 90s, but I really do dig it for its creativity. We, you know, we should mention that it was produced by Tom Rothrock. Uh, who owns Bong Load Records. Sweet. Um, if you didn't know, now you know. He has done uh, composing for movies such as About a Boy and Goodwill Hunting and has worked on a lot of stuff from the Foo Fighters to R.L. Burnside to Elliot Smith to Yonder Mountain String Band to James Blake. Fairly eclectic crowd. And uh, a frequent collaborator, collaborator uh, Rob Schnaff, also credited here, um, who worked with him on the, a lot of the Elliott Smith records. Um, I, I don't have any issues with the production. I mean, I would say the song drags a little bit towards the end. Um, it's it, it While it does change a lot, it, there is a lot of sameness throughout. And I, 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 by the end of the song, I'm kind of I'm kind of checked out. Yeah, I, I, I like the production. Um, but one part I didn't uh, like was the beginning, how it it's panning. It starts. It's it's all in one ear. I guess in headphones you're only gonna really feel that. But it's just yeah. I kind of I don't know why any band does that. But it it almost seems like the lyric and like you said, even the guitar as as it's it's it feels like it's falling apart. It almost feels like it wants to disorient you. Yeah. The, oh the yeah. Lyric it, does yeah. kind of vibe of the song. So that's that just may be an extra little mm-hmm. add on, little bell, little whistle. But yeah, I mean, you know, like like you said, fun fact: this is their uh, biggest selling song, and it's from their first album, which I did listen to today. It's I just don't visit the '90s that much at uh, this stage, but like that, the, the album was, you know, it's very tight collection of songs from this period mm-hmm. for sure. We say it's it's a quick album too. I think it's like it's under an hour. I have a feeling. It's it's thirty six minutes. Yeah, it's eleven songs, thirty six minutes. One thing I noticed about it, I do like how just the through line of the song, how like I'm not gonna die, make up your mind, and do you want to die? All it's all the same thing, but just different parts I'm not of the song. Lie. Like it's all the d- same chant, same kind of uh, same melody of those, but just well, yeah. I mean, he he changes subtly ways, like even what we were talking about. So help me Jesus. And honestly, when you read it like that, yeah, I, yeah, I don't yeah. know. I hear that as a little bit of like sarcasm. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Crossed. Like, just trust me. So I'm help me Jesus. Well. I'm, I'm not going to kill you. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it definitely by the end, you're like, there's some, there's some diabolical shit going on here. Um, yeah. Oh, okay. So before we get to the to the fun part of the pod, uh, Neil, favorite part of oh actually Russ, your song favorite part of the song. Well, I think I just said it was just the it's like that second part of the song where like the chorus, but it's like the build up where it's like, and I promise you, I will treat you well. It's just that whole mm-hmm. sequence. And so Russ, you said that you couldn't do anything with your voice last week. You been you've been holding back yeah, on us like that. Been hiding those pipes. Come away. on, man. <laughs> 
<laughs> Don't <tease> um, me. <laughs> I, I think that's probably that's probably mine yeah. as as well. Uh, so we're in agreement. We are in yeah, full agreement. I got look at this wow. it's, just, it's a big triangle. It just it's up and it's down. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> that uh, oh God, I, you come here for the for the geometry lesson, right? <laughs> uh, and, and you come here to vibe. And uh, Russ, you get one more time to bring us in to the vibe time section of this podcast. So why don't you try to do that for us in three, two, one? Clicking the remote on my TV. For my TV, because I'd get home from school, and I'd always put MTV on, <laughs> and it would be like, you know, anytime after like sixth grade, go home, click the remote, oh. MTV's on, and I'm hoping the video I want to see is on. <laughs> oh, so okay, so we get our first descriptive vibe. I, I dig it, Russ. Yeah, Thank yeah. you for that. It's a click. Uh, well, <laughs> uh, well Russ, and you're not talking the Will Smith Kevin James movie. Uh, right. So, Russ, it's your song. When specifically? Do you want to hear this? These days, uh, probably just driving. Because, again, since I hate my singing so much, at least when I know I'm alone and the windows are up, I can belt out. So in in your like safe this. space, on in the high, on space. the freeway, yeah. in traffic, belting it out. Okay. Right okay. after you've skipped Interstate Love Song. It doesn't do it anymore. Oh, that's great. Good one, Neil. Um, I... Uh, I, you know what? I want to hear this at a county fair, and that's the only place I want to hear this. <laughs> they find the body. Oh, yeah. Deep fried uh, Snickers. <laughs> I'm like grabbing a corn dog or some fried shit, and this comes on, and I think, you know what? This is okay right now. I think that's it for me. Uh, <laughs> Neil, what you got? Well, thank you, Russ. It's my new 90s deep dive, deep cut. <laughs> like when, I don't know. I mean, I often, uh, Michelle and I will start listening to 90s stuff, but if I'm ever talking about 90s with anyone, I'm going to be like, what about Possum Kingdom? And they're going to think I'm super cool. Um, but I would love... Or they're going to be like we were and be like, <laughs> what, what is that again? I think it would sound really cool in TV or film as an instrumental, like in Westworld or something like that. Just once... Because you'd be like, what is this? And then if they hit that melodic part of, with the Jesus right, you'd be like, oh, yeah. I did read this was a surprisingly popular song with dancers at strip clubs. There was even a local news report in Texas about strippers using this as in their routines. What? <laughs> Interesting. Do you want to die? Well, I think it's all the sweet tits angel in your face. Part. Okay. Uh, so help me, Jesus. It's all about Jesus at the strip club. Speaking of Jesus in a strip club, why don't we slide under the influence? Talk about the influences of this song. I'll get us started here. I mean, I you know we mentioned Nirvana earlier. I think also there's a I can hear a little NXS in here. Uh, just mm-hmm. something that that was before. I don't know why, but Santa Monica, the Everclear song, I, that's what I thought it was when I first heard the, the mm-hmm. first like three chords. It's yeah, it's very uh, similar. <laughs> and then there's a band called Deer Tick that who I love, uh, who I can hear a little bit of this in them. They're they're a more 21st century band, I would say. Um, Russ, what you got? Um, I mean, honestly, kind of all the same stuff. Which was since they came in mid 90s they were definitely following off the heels of like Pearl Jam Alice in Chains they got a little more Alice in Chains just because it's a little more yeah like the tones are much more just dreary kind of you know disturbing stuff I actually had a statement I was going to make but was going to hold back since you like this song so much I was going to say it it falls on the spectrum between Alice in Chains which I think is like the best version of this music Mm -hmm. and the Goo Goo Dolls which I think is the most poppy like mushy Mm. 
I mean, that's fair. Version of this. That's fair as much as I don't I didn't like say it was the Goo Goo Dolls. Like that, but it's somewhat on that spectrum. If, if Alice in Chains the one end and the Goo Goos well, are at the other. Well, hey man, and the reason I picked this song too is because I do consider this to be sort of like the like pop single that just survives, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. yeah. I, can, I, can, I can hear that. Yeah, and along those same lines, I feel like the presidents of the United States wish they oh, were good this one. edgy. Ah, they wish. They were. <laughs> you think you think uh, Peaches is a homeless man? They're also uh, from Texas, kingdom. I believe, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I can hear the, I can hear them in this. Oh, I can yeah. hear them oh, coming yeah. from the same uh, place. Well, yeah, just even the way it starts, the boom, boom, ticka, boom, boom. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think the first thing that came to mind actually was Jimi Hendrix. Just uh, all that um, feedback and wah, kind of right as that that lead guitar comes in. Because it, yeah. and also because it's so creative, it, it has like a purple haze vibe, manic depression. It's got a lot of Jimmy. Like the, I know the guitar player was certainly a fan. I don't know any guitar mm. player that isn't. But yeah, it, it's definitely a, like a has a staple rock intro of just like heavy guitar riff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it has has some cake in there too, but like cake on bath salts. <laughs> Although I think cake uh, definitely was after them. Yeah, you have to say cake on bath salts in Florida. (laughs) And then uh, I think a little tool, too. Mm. Eh. And maybe Mm. it's just the Jesus and the the dark nature of it. But, Mm. hey, her. All right, well, since we're hemming and hawing, why don't we we stop the hemming and hawing and and jump under, under the covers? Discuss the covers of this song. Neil, why don't you uh, tell us what covers you listen to? Well, I will start out by saying I did watch a a live performance of this on a late night show, and I was impressed how well they pulled it off. And it was super grunged out, just flannel, shaved head, chucks, (laughs) SG guitar with all the strings not cut off, like just... White man hoop earrings. Oh, yeah, earrings. Yeah, the whole thing. And then other than that, I listened to St. Vincent do an acoustic cover. I always love ah. what she does. Um, I wouldn't say this is her best cover, but... Um, okay, I, f- I got a question. I found that, and it was a YouTube video, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, with no footage, and, like, <laughs> not by her, and with, like, not that many views. So oh, it's suspect n- that it's actually her doing it. I think it's her. I just it probably wasn't promoted, and, like, it, she, it sounds like she literally <laughs> turned on a recorder and, like, recorded it. Yeah, and I mean, maybe I, I saw that one too, and I listened it. to it, and I was like... Is this her? Because it's so we have like, we're question it's questionable. questionable. I'm, I'm gonna say it. well, it's I suspect. must say I thought it was her voice, but the picture on the YouTube video did not look like her. <laughs> that was her, but it was not like I. The voice sounded like someone who sounds like her and was like basically trying to get views. I think um, it might be her, and I might be uh, insulting her because I do actually like, like her it a didn't lot. Work. <laughs> and then uh, other than Saint Vincent, I unfortunately watched Daughtry. <laughs> to do oh version. no! And then just for you, Josh, it's so funny. We can't. Every time I um, pull up a song and look through all the covers, I didn't find fish, but there was plenty of possum fish in the list. Oh my god! Um, and I had to take a little afternoon respite and uh, listen oh, to some possum. God. It was a nice palate cleanser to get back into this song. <laughs> so you went possum. You went possum kingdom. Saint Vincent into possum. Into possum. Fish. Back into it, possum. Kingdom. Back into possum kingdom by uh, the toadies. I got it. I got uh-huh, it. Uh, uh-huh. 
<laughs> Russ, did you did you listen to any covers? I mean, I was like looking for them because honestly, I'm not aware of any. And then I found the same Vincent Lynch, yeah. and my first instinct was to question if it was actually her or not. <laughs> uh, and then I found like an acapella version, but who the fuck cares? And then uh, yeah, and then there was like we some, found that out quickly. Yeah, the acapella covers are not <laughs> worth listening to. And then it was like some I don't even know who I forgot who the name of the band was. They they sucked. And was it the one in the backyard? <laughs> Maybe I forgot the name of them. But it was like they weren't even trying to like do their version of it. They were just basically trying to do the song, and they uh-huh. were doing it poorly. Uh-huh. So yeah, that'll was, happen. I wonder if it was. I want, so I listen to a few on Spotify, and they all basically do the song, just like the song. I, I will say that there's one band that, that the best of which was probably the Khaki Jackets. I mean, it just sounds kind of like the song. There was also the Dad Project, which is pretty funny. And then there was uh, the Vitamin String Quartet, Always Bringing the Goods. Although, I don't know if this song really works like that, Neil. I don't think it does. Well, maybe not you strings. give it a listen. Maybe piano, dude. Okay, okay, fine. Well, and there was a guy named Hammond, something Hammond. I, I didn't even take the time to look at the first name because he, there's some beatboxing in the beginning. Oh, no. And, and there's some, like, kind of just mouth oh, sound effects oh. throughout that, that are really unnecessary and um, not worth a listen. But just wanted to call it out because it's, it's on there. If somebody wants to go through a worse version of the song, uh, which I don't know why you would. Um, but but speaking of uh, this song, Russ, how does the shoe fit for uh, Possum Kingdom by the Toadies? Uh, I just I think of hip waders and being cold in a river. <laughs> nice, nice. I like that. Okay, a little some waders mm-hmm. taking a taking a lab, looking for some ducks or a dead body in this that case. Does, yeah. <laughs> and but in either case, you have a shotgun. Um, Neil. Well, actually, I'll, I'll go. We'll save the best for last, Neil. How about that? Um, I, you know, the, it, the shoe doesn't really fit for me. It, it's like a shoe that I wore as a kid but forgot about it and can no longer remember the brand or the color. Though, if someone were to show me a photo, I would be nostalgic for like a couple seconds and then immediately forget about it again. So, sweet, that's... sweet. Josh, loved it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they fit. But it's like a pair of shoes that you're unsure about. Uh, you're not sure why you bought them. You're like, what the hell am I going to do with these? Um, but then eventually you find the right time, the right place, and they totally deliver. <laughs> See what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> Neil, mic drop. Wow. Okay. Well, <laughs> on that, and there's nothing to say after that except for Russ. We really appreciate you doing the pod, man. Um, this is fun. Yeah, thanks, Russ. Yeah, it, it was a good time. You brought you brought you brought some preparation. Brought some some hot takes. Brought some good audio quality. <laughs> and you know, hopefully, hopefully, we'll have you back again in in the next year or so. Yeah, uh, but we really appreciate it. Yeah, and I'm glad you drug us out of that '80s uh, haze. We were in well, if anything, dude, I shit, I got a lot to say. We were just scratching the surface on the '90s, so. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come back for our grunge three week grunge yeah. binge. But uh, for now, on that note, uh, our cover of the Toadies Possum Kingdom. Make up your mind and decide to walk with me around the lake tonight. 
my side By my side I'm not gonna lie I'll not be a gentleman Behind the boathouse I'll show you my dark secret, yeah
The cover you just heard was performed by Josh Bond. Thanks for listening to Pod Gave Rock and Roll to you. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and rate on Apple, iTunes, and Spotify or wherever you listen. If you'd like to communicate with us, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram under the handle at PodGaveRock. Next week is Neil's week. And we will be discussing Stevie Wonder's I Believe. When I fall in love with you, it will be forever. Damn wait! <laughs>